podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 14 of the Dream Team Tonic podcast. Uh, with me this week is James. You there, James? I'm here, mate. Stuff Ben, you there? Hi, mate. You alright? All good, mate. And our once monthly guest, Fergie. You there, mate? I am, Tony. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. Well, it's brilliant to have you back, mate. It seems to have been ages, to be honest. It seems to be longer than a month, but yeah, good to have you on. Um, Halloween, an earlier episode today. Uh, the rain is tonking down here, so I do apologise. Uh, I'm sat in the conservatory. I need to, uh, I need to get a new house so I can get my own little studio. Uh, but until that, you have to put up with rain, especially going into winter. Um, <laughs> right, Fergie. Um, obviously, we're not seeing your team since last month. So how's it going? Uh, it's all right. I've risen slowly over the last month. So I think I think in the last month I've probably gone from about. Uh, Kind of overall rank, I think about 120k. I think I went to about the lowest 140k, but I'm currently up to about 60k, so nothing special. Um, but um, yeah, I've currently got Mendy and goals, so I used my last uh three transfers for November last week and I made a, a triple change because um, took out Sanchez, you know, ahead of Man City and Liverpool. Um, yeah. you know, and I was just sick to death of not having Mendy, so I just did Sanchez to Mendy. I released some fell into um. Elsewhere in my team, I got uh, Diaz, Rudiger, and Trent, who've been okay. I got Aspilicueta, which has been so frustrating because yeah. um, he's been benched the last three, I think, now, haven't he, including uh, Europe? So nothing for him. Uh, obviously, when Chelsea have been absolutely mopping up clean sheets, and uh, <laughs> yeah. his direct replacement, Reese James, has scored about, I don't know, probably about 45 points in the last yeah. week or whatever. Um, <laughs> midfield's a bit of a shambles. <laughs> I've got Bernardo Silva. Um, who's actually fine, you know, happy to hold him, and yeah. uh, Ben Rama. But I've still, I've still got like he's just like a giant, you know, zit on my team. Is uh, Adama <laughs> Troyore? I think it's that yellow shirt right in the middle of my blue and blue and red team. I can't get rid of him at the moment. And if he was playing, I'd probably leave him. But obviously, he's not playing. So that that's yeah. been you know frustrating um and i've got salah and the two transfers i made last week to enable sanchez to mendy so i did ronaldo to kane which you know is you know you can say is questionable um obviously hasn't worked out this week so far with ronaldo yeah. obviously scoring 15 points yesterday but um and i did uh, lukaku to have it which was a bit of a punt but actually looking at the ownership in the top top 1k and and all this sort of stuff. He's actually quite highly owned. I think he was like 30% owned in the top 1K, which I was quite surprised at. But, you know, yeah. had a kind of rise out of him already. I think I bought him at 3.3. He's 3.8 now. Potentially expected another rise this week as well. So I could, you know, he'll have done a job, I think, <laughs> yeah, while, while Lukaku's out. So, yeah, so not the best. 17 points this week. Um, and I'm out of transfers. So that's, yeah, that's, that's where I am at the moment. Yep. Good stuff, Ben. All three yours, mate. Yeah, um, measly score of seven points so far. <laughs> uh, absolute nightmare. But uh, Sanchez in goal minus one. Uh, Alexander Arnold minus one. Crespo's playing later. 
Regulon didn't play, uh, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully he plays in the Europa League and uh, got more chance of getting a clean sheet in that. Yeah. Ben Ben Davies can play in the league and he can play in the Europa League. <laughs> Europa Conference, sorry. Yeah. Um, Rudy got only got five for a clean sheet against Newcastle. Um, De Bruyne, Mares both blanked, and Silva got a minus one. Uh, Salah, five points. Kane still in there, zero points. And Lukaku, I've still got him because I had no transfers left. Didn't play. Not a good one. Yeah, uh, 612 points now. And I've dropped down to 10k with this team. Uh, my best team is on 2k, but this is uh, dropped down from 5k to, t- to 10k yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I, meant, I meant to add that into the uh, into the uh, opening. Obviously, it is earlier in the day. The kids are, kids are still running wild. So, <laughs> do apologise, but we're going to just run with it. Um, oh, dear. Oh, that's to the fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are only halfway through the week, though, Ben. Yeah. 50% of the way through, obviously. Uh, yeah. European games to come, so... That uh, Man City game was a bit of a, how would you say, a shock when it... 2-0 at home to Crystal Palace. Yeah. Obviously, my midfield... They always seem to have a performance when they go up there, don't they? Or is it just me? Yet? It was a couple of years ago, yeah. Townsend scored that wonder goal. Oh, that was a crack. Yeah. They? yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they <clears> seem <throat> to do well against Man City. Um, yeah, strangely. Yeah. Um, so, 25 points off the top 10 of the, the Dream Team Tonic Mini League now. So, I've dropped down a bit. I was getting getting there, but... <laughs> still, still games to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Come in next week. <laughs> yeah. Go on then, James. On to yours, mate. Well, I've got three players um, playing, West Ham players playing later. Um, on 26 points at the moment. 23 of those points came from uh, Rhys James. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of minus ones in defence from Trent and uh, Diaz. Like Fergie was saying, um, a bit disappointing. Aspilicueta's not been playing uh, the last few games. I'm sure he'll come back soon. Um, so he got me nothing. Um, in midfield, I got precisely zero points so far. Um, I've got Kevin De Bruyne, Jack Grealish, Mares. Hopefully, Ben Rama will get something in the, the late kickoff. Uh, five up points for Salah and um, nothing yet for Antonio. So, yeah, um, not, not we're looking at some, some other scores out there. So I'm not doing too badly. No, you're doing all right. <laughs> You got Reese James. Reese James, you're right, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, he's carried that team, hasn't he? Let's like say Ben Rahman and Antonio playing. So later on today, hopefully they get you a few. And Fabianski, yeah. Fabianski too, yeah. Three to go. Yeah, that's a, be a decent week. We should have made up a bit of ground then. Now that team, won't it? Um, it's not my best teams around the sort of one and a half two k mark. Um, this one is one of my worst performing teams, funnily enough. Yeah. Um, it's six. I think it's sixth out of, out of my ten teams. Not too bad. Mm. Not too bad. Right on to mine, <clears throat> uh, which is very just as bad as others, really. Uh, Mendy in the net, five points. Rudiger, five points. Aspilicueta, as Fergie said, frustrating. Just not, not, not seen to be playing at the minute. Um, 
So it's, it's kind of like ruining my Chelsea block. Semedo plays on Monday night against Everton. Fernandez five points. Uh, Mares zero. De Bruyne. Do we know whether that was an injury for De Bruyne? He went off about fifty nine minutes, didn't he? Yeah. Someone someone told me it was an injury. I didn't see the game, so. Yeah. Oh, John Stones come on for him. John Stones <laughs> came on for Laporte. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Laporte was the uh, injured uh, red red card, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Might have been a tactical change. Yeah. Keep an eye on that one. Uh, Lukaku obviously still stuck in there because I've no transfers left. Salah, five points. And got Antonio and Ben Rama to play later on, so hopefully they can do the business. 20 points so far, 622 in total. Um, yeah. Hopefully Euro- European games uh, drag out some more, some more points. Yeah. So again this week, the podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. The world champions in below the waist grooming. Um, we we've each been sent out uh, the lawnmower four point zero to try out. Um, it's life changing. Hey Ben, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, brilliant. Uh, it comes in a really really sweet box, uh, really well packaged, designed. It's a great little product. Um, few features on there: four thousand k LED spotlight. It's waterproof, so you can uh, shave in the shower. Cutting edge ceramic ceramic blade. Um, so stop your nicking your balls while you're doing it. Um, <laughs> no one wants to be suffering one of those. They are painful. Wireless charging, um, customized trip with uh, different guard lengths. Um, yeah, so get get yourself one of these. Get yourself across to manscaped.com. Uh, you get 20% off uh, and free shipping with the promo code TONIC at manscaped.com. Uh, yeah, again, just a word of advice. Just, just stop shaving your nuts with your face trimmer and... Uh, Invest; it'll uh, literally change your life and and your partners as well, uh, and for the better. And your balls will thank you. They, they will thank you, mate. <laughs> They've been thanking me ever since. You'll have so, balls yeah. like Phil and Grant Mitchell, will you? Phil <laughs> 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 and Grant under the arches. I love the way it's got all like the spotlights and underwater. I mean, you know, amazing product, obviously. But uh, yeah. you have to question someone who. You know, who goes in a dark place underwater to shave their bollocks, haven't you? you That's true, mate. You have to ask the it's... question. What are they doing? You know. It should be safety first. It should but... be. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it is a cracking little product. Uh, really does the trick. Uh, not looked back since. Uh, so, yeah, get across there. Uh, 20% off manscaped.com uh, using the code TONIC. Now that's out of the way, let's jump into the... Listeners' questions, got lots to get through. Obviously, being a transfer special with Fergie being on. Um, so, obviously, we want to touch on our plans, players we're looking to bring in. So, I think we've got quite a few questions that should help us cover most of that for you guys. Um, so, let's kick it off with Andrew Barnett. He's got a problem. He's got two teams doing well in his regular league and the Tonic League. To control those around you, you have to transfer blockers in. Should he go with his gut or use the control method in the league, which potentially generates the most cash? Have I read that question right? I seem yeah. to confuse yourself there. I think you have. It just, I, I didn't really understand the way he said that, but I think I know what he means. Go I on think then, he means about generating value in the team, go picking up form players and getting the, the value yeah. up on the team. Um. I wouldn't be going out blocking straight away, especially now because 
anybody right back in your mini league, if you're in a big mini league, they come flying back yeah. over the season. Oh, and yeah. If you're trying to block someone down, obviously, if you're at the top and you're trying to block someone down second and third, someone could come back from way back and just fly past you. You won't even realise. Yeah. Just concentrate on your own team, pick the right players. And like you say, yeah, build your value if you can. Jump on the players in form. Get rid of the players that are going to be going down in price. Yeah, Fergie. Yeah, same. I you know I didn't start blocking last year until maybe a fortnight to go at the end of the season mm. because I think once you get into that mentality and and zone, it's quite hard to get out. And I also think in terms of your own sanity as well. Like I don't know if you think if you think for example I don't know Kane is going to have a really great December, but you go with Ronaldo to to block. I think you you know you look back and just think why didn't I just go with a player I thought I, I think you yeah. know in terms in terms of the, your sanity <laughs> moving forward I think it's always best to go the way you think and maybe regret than than the opposite which you know I'm sure I'm sure we've all done in the past we've listened to kind of others and let others dictate moves and yeah, yeah. I think it's way way too early and as as Ben said you know it's a really good point you can you can block the players around you now but we're still well still in October right so there's a long way to go. Yeah, definitely. James? Um, when he says um, potentially generating the most cash, I think he's talking about finishing, not not player player values. He's talking about finishing as high as possible. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's way too early for blocking. Um, I suppose if there was only two of you and you both of you were out miles out front and you your rival had a player that you really feared and obviously – if you fear him, he's going to be a good player, then maybe maybe that would be a, a move. But generally, it's way too early for blocking, particularly in some of these larger leagues um, where anyone can come out of nowhere, like Ben said. Yeah. Yeah. For blocking, obviously, you're looking at way later on in the season when you've kind of like got a top four or a, a top two. Yeah. Where it has run away with it a little bit and have a few hundred point like cushions. So you know there's nobody going to be hitting you from the pack. Um, yeah, it's not I a very fun like way. To... Sorry, I was going to say it's not a very fun way to play either, is it? Let's be honest. It isn't. Um, I mean, uh, towards the end of the season, blocking people obviously to win your mini leagues. It, I mean, yeah, it's about the money. Then yeah. it's not about having fun, is it? Absolutely. But, yeah, um, and you can only, I think, you can only really block as well if you've got more transfers in hand than the others as well, because you may try and block someone, and then he may actually be be moving off that player anyway. Yeah, so I do. I do think it's you know it's, it can be quite a dangerous sort of tactic. Yeah, yeah. You, fan, you fancy Kane, uh, but you put Ronaldo in to block his Ronaldo, and then he's took Ronaldo out and put Kane in, exactly. and then Kane accurate. smashes it. Imagine how you feel after that. Oh my goodness me, <laughs> a bit devastated. But yeah, don't be thinking about blocking yet, Andy. Just carry on doing what you're doing. Obviously, if you if you up there at the top, then you're doing doing well. Stick to your gut. Um, part two of his question what game week would you think about spreading your players to teams not in Europe considering there will be a break till late February um, one for you James what do you, what do you think obviously we've got the African Cup of Nations and stuff going up yeah we have um, well the Champions League finishes on the 8th of December and um, it resumes on the 15th of February so there is a window in there where you can consider um, non-European players, I think. Um, so, if you the specific question is, what game week would you start thinking about spreading it around? Well, 
any any time from the 8th of December till till the 15th of February but I would be careful not to bring too many too many non-European players in if I was you because you can get yourself in a bit of a mess that way um, there's always going to be injuries and things that might block you um, from you know you could end up with a team of five non-European players and then you've only got five transfers and, and you've got some injuries so just be a little bit careful when you do that I think yeah yeah, I don't think we need to touch on that yeah. anymore. Obviously, we're still game, trying right? to get rid of. I'm still trying to get rid of the non-European players in the team. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't bring in any non-European players unless they're absolutely flying. Like yeah. in the past seasons, I remember Payet playing for West Ham. He was unbelievable, and he was scoring points every week. He, I think he was worth. I think I brought him in a few teams. Uh, Back then, during the the, uh, the break from Europe, but I wouldn't go mad. I'd probably keep keep it to European players if you can. Yeah, yeah, I think exactly the same. So you know, if you use like Foden, maybe as an example, last last year, lots of people took out Foden, um, and he went on a really good run of scoring, and because of that, um, uh, his value increased. And you didn't have to waste transfer, kind of bringing him in and out as well. I know that people fancied Grealish last year when he was at Villa mm. over Christmas. And, you know, he did okay. But to go from Foden to Grealish, just for example, back to Foden is is two transfers, which is, you know, it's a lot of transfers when you consider yeah. how, how precious they are. And you may not actually get, you know, you, you know, you may actually lose points. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure we've all, all done that. And the reason the teams are in Europe, teams like Man City, Man United, wherever else, are because they're the best teams. They yeah. score the most goals, they keep the most clean sheets. So I can only, you know, as I say, speak from my experience mainly from last year. But I don't think last year I brought in any non-European players purely because I didn't want to have to use my transfers in January and February taking them out again. I wanted to always remain on the front foot and make, you know, uh, positive forward thinking transfers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's my uh really top of these worth. Really sound advice. Next one up, Fergie's apprentice. Um he is he's put his team there. We'll get the team up on screen if you're watching on YouTube. Um he's taking Alonso, Lukaku with Torres out, uh Ford and in, Chilwell in. Obviously, this is his plan for his transfers. Who should be his third um, striker or another defender? He doesn't really have much budget. It's 0.1 mil. Um, ben? Yeah. Um, I was looking at this and um, i probably hang on until after the next game week because there's only a single game week. So you've still got your five transfers after the international break. Then look at it again. See who's back. Lukaku might be back by then, so I won't take him out then. Keep him. And then you've got Traore, Rafinha, Torres and Alonso and Sanchez are all players that I'd be looking to get rid of out of that team. Only because Rafinha's obviously the talisman at least, but he's not got the extra games. But yeah, I'd be getting rid of them five if you can. Keep Lukaku if he's back from injury after the international break. I personally are going to try and keep as many in, uh, transfers back after this next game week for the after the international break. See who's see who's uh, see what the landscape's like, and obviously players' prices will be up and down. And uh, yeah, I, I like like the look of uh, Edison's price. I think we've talked mm. about it on a few pods. He's conceded again at the weekend, three point yeah. two million at the moment. Three uh, million only. Could could be yeah. Especially crazy, Bruce, isn't it? Bruce That's Absolutely crazy, that is. Yeah. 
And um, he obviously he wants Chilwell, and he wanted who else? The other one he wanted. Uh, Foden. Foden. Foden, yeah, that which is a good good move, I suppose. Yeah. But um you could get in um Bernardo Silva for Troy or Rafinha, maybe four nows. He's playing uh, for West Ham in Europe as well, and uh he's only two point five million. Just if you haven't got the budget, I mean. And another cheap defender who got sent off yesterday, but will be will be playing when he comes back from the international uh Break this Laporte, he should be going down in price. He's only three point five at the minute. He'll play in the Champions League though. On uh, is it Tuesday or Wednesday to play? Mm. Yeah. So if if he gets a clean sheet in that, he might keep his value. But um, uh, he'll miss the Man United game. But then after that, you got the international break, and then after that, you can reevaluate. I think. Mm. What do you guys think? Are you worried? Um, is anyone? Are any of you worried that? Um, once Stones gets back in the side, then he'll he'll have a run. Um, yeah, uh, that would because um, I've got I've got Laporte in a couple of teams, mm. and uh, yeah, I'm now thinking if Stones plays well, you know, he could. Um, I don't think he seems to keep, like to keep his centre backs together, yeah. not rotate them too much, which is understandable. Mm. I, I my only slight niggling doubt there would be that uh, Stones plays well, and then he, he he's in the side for a little while then. Yeah, that's yeah. the risk, but yeah, he has been playing every game, Laporte. So, he has, yeah, it's only one yeah. game though he's banned for in it as well. Yeah, and he's he still playing violent in conduct. So, yeah. I can't, I can't see one game dictating a you know, a whole like strategy for defensive yeah, okay. partnership moving he forward. Did, personally, he did make the mistake for the, for the first goal as well. For Palace's first goal, Laporte okay. lost the ball. Okay, not a bad day then. And Stones, <laughs> Stones was, was involved with the goal that Jesus had chalked off. He, he put a long ball onto Foden, Foden crossed it in. Oh, well. But okay. uh, that got chalked off for Foden being offside. So, I think you could just, just like wait, you know, and, yeah. um, wait until the international yeah. break and then maybe, and maybe see. I think there's a, there's a few more games before that, isn't there? You know, you should get, should get some clues. Uh, you know, and then also, as we know as well, with, in, with the international break, you never know, you know, someone might get COVID or get injured or, yeah, or whatever, isn't it? It makes a decision for you as well. Mm. Yeah. With it being a single game week as well next week, it's just... It's a lot of risk taking players out and then suddenly someone gets injured, you can't bring anybody else in, you know what I mean? And it's a way to Man United, so yeah. you know, it's not exactly a banker clean sheet, is it, either? Yeah. Yeah, sound advice. Obviously, only being a single game week now, once the transfer is a single game week, then it's like the 20th of, the 20th of November yeah. that the football's back. So it, you're going to have five transfers there after the yeah. international break. So you've probably got what four, four more games that month that month uh, for yeah. the European sides. Two so game weeks. Really, yeah, you don't want to be using them, do you? Really, before mm. before that international break, and just to save hold, like you say, Lukaku could be back. Yeah. Is it is it worth moving him out? But then he comes back first game of international break, bags mm. a couple, and then you then you scrap scramble to get him back back in your side, and you probably spent the money elsewhere, and then you can't get him back in. You're better off just holding. Fergie's apprentice, uh, James. What do you reckon, mate? Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's sound advice. What you've given, definitely. Nothing else to add. I think just on um, the final change um, for his team, I, I'd be tempted to maybe move Troyore. You know, it's, it's a bit of a maybe a forward-thinking transfer, anything. But uh, Lucas Moura 
2.8. I know Spurs at this present moment as we speak are garbage. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure that won't continue. And Spurs fixtures in December are probably yeah. as nice as you can ever imagine. They're absolutely glorious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, you know, it's just another option, I suppose. Obviously, you know, he's, he, you know, he may or may not play against uh, Vitesse and Rennes and FC Miura, but if he does, you know, he you know get some points in there, and their and their league games are incredible as well. So uh, yeah, top advice really. I mean, obviously today we're hearing that uh, Nuno might be going, so a new manager bounce and Spurs fixtures. Yeah, it's a re- recipe, and obviously Absolutely. the cheapness of the players. Yeah, it's, it could be a. It could be the train, the Spurs train coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coming back from its derailment. Um, right, moving on. Mike, uh, he's asked, for November's fixtures, name three players you think are must-owns, excluding Salah. <laughs> well, that's done me because I, I, I didn't miss that <laughs> last bit. Salah with first name. So, yeah, excluding <laughs> Salah. James, should I go first, mate? Yeah, sure. Um, I think essential is, um, is well, it's actually quite a tricky question because I'm not sure there are three essential players. Um, I, I've written down Reese James and Stoke Chilwell and Cancelo. Um, and I was really struggling to, I mean, I thought about KDB. He, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he was essential though, or Foden or Mares. No, I just, I'm... I, I, I'm reluctant to name three because I don't actually believe there are what I would consider three essential players. What about three that you fancy are going to have a very good November? <clears throat> three players you think, I want in my side because I think they're one of the fixtures. Well, I, I, like I said, I'll go with uh, Rhys James, Chilwell, Cance- one of those two, Cancelo and Foden then. Yeah. Yeah. Ben? He's playing number nine, yeah. This is a tricky question. The controversial one for you, Harry Kane. I think he'll have a... <laughs> he said mine. He's one of mine as well. Yeah, I think <laughs> them fixtures are unbelievable. Like if they do bounce back, Harry Kane can. He's obviously one of the best strikers in the world. He's just not in form yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, walking into you got to predict what's going to happen, don't you? And you think that's a good time to jump on. No, and not a lot of people will have him. Um, I think as well, just on on yeah. Kane. It, I, um, it really helps. I think where Spurs are in the Europa group as well, in terms yeah. of they need to win. Yeah. You know, they need to win one of these, you know, yeah. next next um, games. Because I had look earlier, they're, they're third. Um, and if they don't beat the Tess on Thursday, they're really up against it. And then they got Mura next. So obviously Kane scored a hat trick in, in 20 <laughs> minutes, wherever it was. Yeah. yeah. And in between all that, they've got Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, and Norwich. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better run of fixtures. I do think Spurs look shaky at the back. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying for a minute go all in on Spurs, but Kane, you know, we know what Kane's like, yeah. um, and yeah, and also not. when Kane scores, he tends to kind of hog all the ratings as well, don't he? Because uh, yeah. yeah, I think he's my he's my must have as well. Ben, apologies if uh, I've cut you off there. I think. It's all right, mate. <laughs> what do you think of uh, Son if you're short on on um, funds instead of Kane? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he's. Million. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think he could be decent, but generally he only tend. I say only, you know, he, he tends to score around. I don't know, two thirds of what Kane scores, and mm. if you can't get to Kane as well, and he, you know, if if he does what we expect, and it's 
kick off in December. His price mm. could be eight, you know, eight or eight and a half million, and then he's just got no way to him. So I think, you know, I'm I'm very thing on Kane for a couple of reasons. Like one, you know, he's a dream team, absolute darling. Right? He's absolutely brilliant when he's, you know, he's 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 playing and scoring. Um, but yeah, it's his price as well. Is that if you let him get too far away? So I think my advice. I think my advice, if you you know, if you think Spurs are going to do well, I suppose that's like that's the thing I do. So this is why I'm getting in Kane. But I would use a transfer or two within a team who can't afford him to release funds to get him in. Because if you don't get him in, he's going to be bloody hard to get in. That's 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 my personal sort of uh, advice. But you know, if you don't think they're going to do well, you maybe get Sauna's cover. Um, I'm not even go for him. But last last season. Um... Not the time when um, Son and Kane were doing the business, both of them. Um, a double up would be like a hell of a differential as well with yeah, Salah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it's one to one to possibly think of in a, mm. a team that's probably not started as well. Might be worth a, a punt. Well, obviously yeah. with Lukaku being injured, Ronaldo not really firing. I know he did all right yesterday, but off the boil a little bit. Um, yes. Maybe the new manager bounce and the fixtures, Son and Kane up top, could be the ingredients you need to fire up the league. Um, I think with to, United and Ronaldo as well, their fixtures not the best either. Yeah, um, over that you know, I know he's he scored well yesterday, but they have got one or two decent fixtures till the end of November. Yeah. But they're this you know they're away to Atlanta, away to Villarreal. They got Man City, they got Chelsea, they got Arsenal. Who've tightened up as well. Yeah. The only decent one in that whole spell is away to Watford. Um, whereas I say, like you look at Spurs running that time, the six or seven games they play in that period is just the complete opposite. Like so, yeah, definitely, definitely. Did did you finish your, your three no. then? then? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to Go say on, I'm going to say De Bruyne. For the Man City midfielder, it's a tough one between the three of them, uh, Foden and Mares. But Mares seems to not play as much in the league at the moment, and Foden's on fire. But I'm going to go De Bruyne because he seems to always pull out a star man in the sun, um, and he plays really well against the top sides. They've got some tricky games coming up, um, and then I'm going to go for a Chelsea defender. If if you can get to Reese James, go to Reese James, but it'd probably be Chilwell. It's a bit cheaper. Yeah, uh, I seen a stat uh, yesterday. It was uh, the defense in the league for Chelsea are the top goal scorers. They got twelve goals, yeah. and the strikers <laughs> have only got four goals. <laughs> <laughs> so just go all out, Chelsea defenders, and then yeah. you've got goals cut from everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy points going even without the clean sheets. If you took them away, they're still scoring, aren't they? Yeah, crazy. Um, Fergie, do you want to do your other two then? You, don't, you, just, you said Kane. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting with Reese James because we've said on the last few, and this was true of last season, but maybe not so much this, is that James and Aspilicueta tend to, you know, tend to come on for, for each other all the time, yeah. but they yeah. haven't been, have they? I'd be really surprised no. with... Uh, I know um, Aspilicueta did, did his shoulder midweek, but in the two games, two league games, he hasn't come on, which I'd be really surprised at. And I'm not sure whether that kind of indicates that Reese James is just just their number one now, and that is it. Um, 
I think if it does indicate that, if you think it indicates that, I think Reese James probably as essentially you can you know as you can get because he's just looking absolutely incredible. And Chelsea's fixtures, they do have one or two hard ones in November, but looking forward into December, they've got a fantastic run still. And I would still probably go for Cancelo just because I just think these are the kind of players you just just stick in your team and leave. You know, I know yeah. he's had wherever he's had a minus one yesterday and didn't do well last yeah. week, but you know that you you know they're going to do well. And going into December and January as well, City's fixtures are just absolutely incredible. And um, I think the only thing this year, which which is a bit of a disappointment for City, is they're not in the Carabao Cup. And it's the yeah. first game they've lost in five years, apparently, which I find yeah, it's crazy. incredible. Yeah. But um, yeah, they miss uh, a Carabao Cup game in December. And obviously they'll miss a game or two then in January. But normally come January... City really, really turn it on, and uh, I would rather have the players in place nice and early, and then use my transfers around the fringes rather than try get these, you know, these big players in all the time. Um, um, and Chilwell, you know, at the moment he's four point eight. You, you know, you guess, especially if they keep a clean sheet midweek against Malmo, he probably got to five or five point one again. So you know, he keeps keeping up as well, don't they? So, um, but yeah, I'd probably say Reese James and Cancelo with a with a sprinkling of Chilwell on the side. Chilwell's ownership is six point one percent. I think I think uh, two shells waiting until it gets to fifteen percent, twenty percent, and then Alonso's will be back in team. So because <laughs> obviously everyone everyone put Alonso in, um, yeah, a lot of people put Alonso in, and yeah, he's just had us over a barrel there as two shell because Alonso were firing as well. He was doing just as well as what um, he was. There, he's twenty four percent selected. So, yeah, my three, um, Foden, James, or Chilwell, or Anne Chilwell, and Cancelo, they're, they're the three I'd have um, going forward for similar reasons still as like the, the players that you put in and they perform. Foden should have a big year this year. It's looking looking great so far. Yeah. Um, seems to be playing even more attacking than ever, so... He looks to be in that kind of uh, nailed on kind of category at the moment, only in terms of does, know, yeah. in, ter- in terms of the best eleven. He's one of the first, he, you know, he looks to be one of the first names on the team sheet at the moment. Yeah, definitely makes him very attractive. Right, next question: Aman Tatler um, is Kane essential given Spurs' good run of fixtures in November, or can he be covered by a two million cheaper option in Hongmin Son, oh. <laughs> or avoid Spurs altogether if going for him over fixtures? I hit on that one, Fergie. I don't know, we probably just discussed that. We but... just discussed that, didn't we? Yeah. yeah I saw that uh, Kerry Pierce underneath put avoid Kane, but I, I don't know. Like, if the rumours, so, so I've just, just had a look, is a, a few tweets that's saying they're set to sack Nuno today. Mm. And, uh, like, I just, you know, if you look at, uh, look at Kane's ownership, even the top 100, um, even now in the top 100, best teams he's 36 percent owned as of now like he's like like everyone knows how you know how important he is he's 21 percent owned in the top 1000 he's you know he's one he's one game away from a hat trick all the time the way he plays yeah. and the fixtures he's got like yeah. you know would you really be surprised if he scored a hat trick against Vitesse on Thursday if he played because I wouldn't and uh he's, he's just there he's just yeah I just leave him in Personally, yep. 
especially while the fixtures are good. Yeah, it could it could quickly become essential. I think, obviously, given the question, is he essential at this moment in time? No, but these fixtures are going to turn, and he's just a dream team beast, and he he smashes this game year and year. So he's in a bad bit of form, but Spurs are as a team. Yeah. Don't, can't just blame Harry Kane for that. Spurs aren't playing well as a team. It's very similar to United, uh, just lacking some. Um, don't seem to have an identity. Don't seem to do much on the pitch. I, mean, I, I thought yesterday's game were a game between two poorly managed sides. I think the talent in both teams is way above what both teams are putting out there. Um, and obviously, United just scored the goals. But it'd be interesting with Nuno gone. If Nuno goes and they get in a man that's going to rally the troops, I think there's definitely a big few months ahead for Spurs. Do you think um, when Nuno was at Wolves, he used to play three at the back and uh, wing backs? Do you think uh, yeah. Levy, uh, Daniel Levy wouldn't let him play that at Tottenham? think he wants him to play attacking? Because he hasn't gone to that formation at all and it probably would do him a bit of good, make him a bit more solid. See, that's a strange question mm. because... Like if you say so, uh, Daniel Levi wanted more attacking football. I think Wolves were a good team to watch under Nuno, even when they're playing. Score many back, goals, though, did they? No, they didn't. But they, they were solid. good foot. They're, yeah, they're a good side. Mm. Um, they, what, they were, that Wolves side were a lot better to watch than what Spurs have been these last few weeks. I'm sure you'll agree, Fergus. <laughs> I think that year that they were in Europe, Wolves yeah. were awesome. They were yeah. they they were a really good watch. They had a really good season, and they did well in Europe. And they never seemed yeah. to let up, did they? I, th- I think they played someone like between 50 and 60 games that season yeah. and they were just superb all, all season so yeah. it's there I, you know I think you know obviously there's a problem I think with Kane you know in terms of having you know his head turned or what's going in you know in the summer maybe he doesn't believe in Nuno and what he's doing like even yesterday I was watching some of the Spurs United game and Son was kind of wide on the right hand side and you know he's never he's never played there since he's been at Spurs it's almost like yeah. you're trying to force it and um, you know I can understand that in terms of you know if something's, something's not working but you know it's just 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 watching them yesterday um, you know the defence is nowhere near good enough you know and as we know all all good teams start off even even good offensive teams start off with a good defence you've got to have that sound yeah. you know that sound the you know that um, sorry sound platform at the back and you know and they just haven't, and you can see Kane's hacked off. Um, you know, so ho- hopefully a new manager bounce. Kane knows he's staying now; he's got no option till January's absolute minimum. You know, but you know, I guess he go maybe next year now. Um, just hope Spurs really pick it up, but they've got the fixtures to do it. And you know, if they can get off the leash a little bit, I can see him going on a really good run, and then everything's rosy because they're only, you know, that they were back in the top. Four or five a week or two ago, yeah, you know, and obviously because they lost yesterday, they're back out again. But it only takes if they can like string together a couple of wins, they'll be back around there again. So they're not yeah. like massively far away. They're just playing dreadful football and just massively inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, James, <clears throat> recommend. Um, yeah, I mean, Kane. You could consider Kane. If, if if certainly if Nuno goes, I think Kane could be essential. Um, yeah, nothing nothing else to add really. If Nuno stayed and he were managing next couple of weeks, would you be putting Kane in? 
I don't know. I mean, they, they're looking pretty bad at the moment. I'm not as convinced as maybe some of you guys. Um, they just look terrible. But if, if a new if Nuno stays out, I would I would probably wait and see. But I would I would definitely like to keep a route open to get him in because, like Fergie says, if you if you uh, he's not going to be easy to get in if you leave it too long. But I think you can afford to wait and see if Nuno stays. Um, what, even if you miss out on that hat trick, um, he's just not looking brilliant at the moment. But I think a new manager would make all the difference, probably, with yeah. the new manager bounce, etc. Yeah, definitely. Um, Alan Tatler, another one from him. Instead of having five transfers a month uh, that we're eager to use straight away, how about having only one transfer a week? Should there be a wild card slash overall option in Dream Team? James. I like having five transfers a month. It, it, yeah. I've really, I've, the more I think about it, what the move from it used to be three, didn't it? And they've changed it around a few times, but five seems just about right. It adds a different strategic element to compared to other games. Um, yeah, I, I like it. And he's also asking about wild cards. I see. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I'd want to see a wild card. I, I think it would. <laughs> You probably mean that you'd see more template teams because one hundred percent. Yeah, it would. Everyone would just wildcard to the same team in Dream Team because the 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 the, the, the potential player of pools is a little bit smaller if you're concentrating on European sides. So, yeah, no, I think that would be a bad idea. Ben, yeah, I totally agree with James. Yeah. I think you covered it all there. I I, I want to keep it the same as this: five transfers a month. It's fifty transfers a season. It's it's pretty. I think that's pretty good. You just got to be a bit more. Uh, I would say keep keep your transfers in your pocket a bit more if you don't want to waste them all. Yeah. <laughs> Bergy, I can agree more. I think you know. I said this before. You know, I play all the formats, and the reason I play all the formats is because I really enjoy the different strands and yeah. gameplay and strategy of all the formats. And you know, I think. Dream Team offers, you know, it's massively different from any other fantasy game. You know, obviously in terms of European stuff, but you know, I think the um, the rises they do with the five transfers per month thing, you know, you, you know, I, I just think it's um, it's very unique, and I really mm. enjoy playing it like it is. So I just leave it. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more. Definitely, like I say, play all the other games for different reasons, don't you? Different strategies and. Stuff like that. I'd only make it make it more like FPL in a way, but we we less poor, poor players. Um, Keith Ledger, um, he's had a couple of Chelsea block defence since the start. Do you think he should stick with them or switch to less rotated players? Obviously, somebody's getting a bit frustrated. He's probably got Alonso and Aspilicueta in there. Yeah, that's I mean, right. if you've got anyone else, you're laughing, aren't you? Oh. He's had me in quite a few teams. You're looking at your Chelsea block, another clean sheet, brilliant. You're only getting half at points, mate. Ah, so frustrating. Uh, Fergie, what do you reckon? No, I, you know, I'd maybe look to get him potentially. You know, haven't got Reese James. Maybe go for Reese James. Maybe take Alonso for Reese James. But the the beauty with the the Chelsea defense is they is they all get they all get games they all get points if they're subbed on they get points as well um chelsea look really good defensively i just think you you know you're forcing it a bit there really um yeah. personally i think you know if you if you i i, I just use your, you know your transfers as well on your team the other thing i'd say and this is what i i try and do a bit 
a bit unsuccessfully this year. But I've got one Man City defender, one Liverpool defender, because I, I, I like to be able to pivot quite quickly onto maybe you know a semi-block from a different team and stuff. But this year, so far, it just hasn't worked. And those who've gone for Chelsea blocks, it's absolutely smashing it. So I just wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. They, they still look incredible. The fixtures are good for a long time. I just think it's forcing it. Yeah, definitely. Ben? Yeah, it'd be better if I knew what players he had, but um, I just looked at the uh, the top scorers in the uh, Dream Team defenders, and there's eight Chelsea defenders in the top ten. Yeah. <laughs> Even so, Shalabar's up there somewhere, I think. Isn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah. He's just in the top ten. Yeah. Um, well, top twelve, I think he's in. But yeah, you, you, I just think stick with them. Um, they're just clean sheet machines, aren't they? And obviously, they scored a lot of goals this year. So, yeah, stick with them. Obviously, if you can, if uh, someone who's in there is not playing, like Azpilicueta, and you can get to Cancelo, maybe do that. Yeah. But you could easily go to Chilwell if you haven't got Chilwell. So, it's... Or, or Trent. Go to Trent. But, yeah. I don't, it's like making transfers for no reason, really. You've probably got other things to do in your team. Yeah. James? Yeah, I definitely stick with the Chelsea block. If you look at their fixtures through through till even the end of of the end of January, uh, there's nothing there that screams sell. Um, mm. uh, there are arguably two or three fixtures in the, in a period that they've got uh, Juventus, Man United, and City coming. Uh, and, and in sorry, Juventus and uh, Man United in, in, in coming up in November. City in mid-Jan, but I wouldn't be surprised if they kept a couple of clean sheets against those guys either. So, don't. Uh, I would definitely be. I wish I had uh, Chelsea blocks in all my sides. Put it that way. Um, I would definitely be sticking with the Chelsea block. I can see Azpilicueta actually playing on uh, in the midweek in the Champions League as well. So, <clears throat> I wouldn't be too worried. He's not Azpilicueta is not usually someone that he leaves out often. No, it's very, it's very strange. And like, like I say, last year Reece James and Aspi they they rotated all the time, nearly every game, and they both um, subbed on for each other nearly every mm. game. And this is my, I suppose, my concern. He he is carrying a maybe slight injury, which is why Reece James. But I know that he's bigged up. James and Chilwell so much as last week, haven't he? You know, he's even said, "Oh, we need Vernon Lukaku to maybe play on the wing so they can score as many goals as the fullback." So, <laughs> you know, if Reese James, it, it looks like possibly he's like number one choice now, right? Like, like absolute number one. If he is, I think he's, you know, he's obviously not essential, right? But the way he plays, he and Chilwell, if they play the vast majority of the games, oof, they are just uh, banging the points in, and yeah. and will continue to, won't they? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Obviously, Chalabar uh, coming into fold and doing so well has probably mixed it up a bit too much for us dream team managers. Like because he he's not had a bad game, has he? Scored a couple of goals, keep keeping clean sheets, so he doesn't help things. Even Sarah as well has played. Uh, yeah, well, I think he played like the one game, but they've got so many options. Yeah, yeah, it's a really I mean, tough it's... one. They were short of options, weren't they? Uh, over a week, where Chalabar and Sar mm. both played, and they both played really well. They did really they did. well. Um, got uh, massive options in that in that defence. I think you're just going to have to put up with the uh, rotation a bit. Um, it can all change quickly: an injury, a red card, yeah, anything, and then all of a sudden, 
the chill well that you you put in for Alonso, all of a sudden Alonso's going to run a five or six games, or vice versa, Reese James, Asper Quetta, um, Christensen, obviously, uh, Thiago Silva's back at full. I mean, did you not used to play Aspi, uh like the right side of the centre half as well, yeah. didn't they? Um, Last year, they played him, um, They and you always knew where he was playing because of his rating. When he played at right centre back, he he was always good on rating, and then I brought him in, and then he switched to right back, <laughs> and I took him out, and then they moved him back right back to yeah. right centre back. But he tends to do really well on the ratings at right centre yeah. back, and not so much at right back. Mm. Yeah, just one to monitor. Like, yeah, like Ben said, you want to be making transfers for transfers' sake. Everyone he's wants a Chelsea highest... block. Sorry, he's fourth highest uh, scoring defender on the game at the minute as well. That's pretty quite. A... He's got to leave yeah. him, haven't you? Yeah. He'll have his run of games. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't think he'll score as many goals as Reese Jones. No, no, but he's <laughs> an absolute machine. Um, right, Lee Hooper. Assuming Ron isn't back until after the international break, is it worth taking him out for the one game and then bringing him back in again? Cost two transfers, or is it worth leaving him in so I don't end up using all his transfers early again and getting stuck with an injured player next month? <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what I did. I ended up stuck with, with Rom all month because um, I, I wanted to jump on a Chelsea block. But yeah, go on, James. What do you reckon, mate? Um, I, I would. Uh, I'd probably keep hold of him if he's. Yeah. I think he'd be back after the. Uh, it, it possibly even next week. So mm. um, certainly after the international break. I, yeah, the fact that you've got to use another one to bring him back in, I think that tells you everything you need to know. It's a it's a waste of time. Um, I think he is still a good good. He's still got masses of potential. He could come back in and hit the ground running. I think uh, I wouldn't be making that move. I would hold him. He'd yeah. be a differential as well, you'd guess, wouldn't he? Because just yeah. the ownerships in the top one thousand stuff. He's uh, yeah, I think um, I think a lot have moved him on, haven't they? Yeah. Yep, definitely. I could Yeah, twenty percent owned in the top one thousand. It's not a lot. Right, you Ben. I, I think I know. I know, yeah. I know both your answers. To be fair, Fergie, it's a waste of a transfer, isn't it? Yeah, I was um, going to say. Yeah, like I said earlier, try and keep him if if you know he's going to be back after the international break, or even might be back next week. Yeah. So yeah, keep for me. Yeah, I think with with fantasy, I'm thinking about this a lot in the last uh, week or two. You know, in, on on all the formats, but. I think the key to doing well in fantasy football is not these little intricate individual moves you make. It's, it's how you play the game as a whole. Yeah. And like I say, even if you miss out on a few, you know, a few Lukaku points this week, if you miss out on eight points, even 18 points, if 18 points is going to define your season at the end, um, then, you know, if you think of what you could have if you save the transfers back and manage to move on, you know, move on to good defenders or save your transfers back, move well, you know, into the next month. Um, I think it's far better to have more information and more transfers in hand because um, it's just, yeah, that's that for me is definitely, you know, been in my thinking the last f- few weeks. It's not these moves, it's the same in Sky, same in Telegraph, it's the same in FPL. It's how you play the game as a whole rather than these individual intricate moves. Yeah. They're not going to be the ones that are going to win you or lose it. It's how you, it's how you play the game over the season, I think. Yeah, definitely. How you plan. Good shout, mate. Um, right, FF Thinker. FF Thinker. Thinker. 
Let's be more in this. Praying for a Man City clean sheet wipeout. Well, he got his got his wish. Uh, so Edison is still in range once the new transfers hit. With the European games off the cards in December and January, are you going to pivot to teams with de- decent domestic fish fixtures? James. Well, um, like I think we co- we covered this a little bit earlier. Um, I might go with one, uh, you know, one outstanding candidate, possibly two non-European players. It's um, I'd, un- highly unlikely I would go with more than that. As I said earlier, it's easier to get yourself into a mess. You're booking in transfers, basically, because you know you're going to have to get them back out again at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, and as Fergie said, the teams in Europe tend to be the best teams anyway. I did look at the fixtures over that period. Um, I mean, West Ham and Man U have got great fixtures. They're in Europe anyway. Um, so you might want to start considering those certainly around December time. So the Champions League finished on the 8th of December. So I'd be, I'd be looking at West Ham and Man U more than I would some of the other teams with good fixtures. The other teams with good fixtures are Watford, Everton and Palace. Well, <laughs> do you really want? <laughs> do you really want those in your team? You're going to have to get rid of them again. Um, I can't think. Would you go for a Calvert Lewin if he was back, or a Sar? I know people have already been burnt by um, Sar in the, in Dream Team, so I, I'm not sure. Um, just just to complete the whole fixture thing, there, uh, Wolves. Leeds and Newcastle have absolutely horrific fixtures. <laughs> so you want to be avoiding them. And Brentford's aren't great either. So there's not really anything that stands out there. Um, I would probably not do it, but you never know that somebody might come into form. But yeah, I'd be looking at West Ham and Man U over, uh, over teams without, uh, with, uh, without European games, I think. Could be Maybe. some bargains at United, couldn't I? The, the, the defence <laughs> now, uh, I think Shaw is 2.8 million. Yeah. Obviously, he got a clean sheet this week, but um, Wan-Bissaka's 2.7. If they stay around that, that could be a good way of freeing up some money in December. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Mm. I think the only team that I've had a look in terms of really nice fixtures for a run, um, Arsenal between Friday the 10th and Tuesday the 28th. Go Southampton at home, West Ham at home, Leeds away, Sunderland at home in the Carabao Cup, away to Norwich and home to Wolves. Mm. So, you know, we like players like maybe Smith Rowe, sometimes even a Bamiyang, maybe. Um, but again, I just personally think, you know, if, if you're looking for a, a differential, maybe I'd go that way. But if you're just looking for season long play, I would just take what you've got, you know. There's, uh, there's enough there with Salah, Kane, all the Man City players and all this, the Chelsea defenders to to build, you know, and continue to build a really, really strong team. Because I was I was worried a month ago that, you know, my team was way too kind of a template, looking the same as everyone else is, but still managed to rise, you know, not not, not like massively. My best team has managed to rise from 40K to 1.5K in the last three weeks, yeah. um, which, which says really, you know, there's no, if you look at the ownership of a lot of the teams this year, obviously Salah is, is massively owned, right? But other than that, uh, I think Mendy is quite owned right up the top into the you know the top 1,000, top 100. Other than that, there's barely any players have got massive um, overall ownership at all, which which is really nice to see. Just looking overall ownership after after Salah and Bruno actually the third highest overall player is Grealish at 36% owned, which is like a big difference from last year, I think. Um, and even in the top 1,000, there's only 
three players over 50% home, which are Salah, um, Mendy and Bruno. And I don't think any of us have got Bruno in many of our teams. So, you know, he's yeah. not like he's essential. Yeah. And then you go down to like 40% and stuff. So, you know, I think I think if you just play sensibly and get the right players in and not go for, you know, punts and differentials as such, unless you want to, obviously. But, you know, I think that there's still a lot of room to do really well by just getting in good picks basically and yeah. um yeah yeah definitely like you say you worry about going too temple don't you like you won't make up any ground but the ground's there to be made up because there's it not is. much of a template other than Chelsea back line <laughs> um yeah Ben I think you covered it all there mate yeah yeah good shout with the, the Arsenal fixtures for you Mm. A good batch of fixtures there. Um, they look to have turned the corner recently. Schumann's still quite uh, cheap as well. I haven't looked, but they were in like the early threes last time, I think, maybe. So, um... I've not seen it. Yeah, some value to be had, maybe, for a good yeah. run. They wanted to, like you say, try a differential out. Right, Aaron Wade has been on. Too soon to be planning for loss of players going to the African Cup of Nations, which I believe most players leave after the Boxing Day game. Or is it a case of crossing that bridge near the time? Great pod as always. James, I think you've got a bit to say yeah. about this. So um, I did some research into this. The The African Cup of Nations um, starts on the 9th of January and finishes on the 6th of February. Obviously, players may not be uh, away all of that time. It depends on how well their teams do. Um, it, he's right in saying it looks like most of the players will be flying out on after the Boxing Day game. Um, so, I mean, I looked at Liverpool's fixtures, for instance, and they, they, um, you've got Salah, Manig, and Cater. They could miss uh, Leicester, Chelsea, Brentford, Crystal Palace, Burnley. That's five games. Yeah. Um, it's a lot, isn't it? So, I, I do think you need to have to, to be mindful of it. It's probably a little bit too soon to be thinking about it. Um, if you actually look at the overall number of players that really are dream team options, um, you've got probably two at Liverpool. If, if you discount Cater, so that's Salah and Mane. Um, at City, you've got Mares. Chelsea, you've got Mendy. Ziyech at a push, but not many people have got him. Yeah. Uh, and at West Ham, you've got Ben Rama. Um, and. And the, 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 there are others, of course, like Leicester have got Ian Acho, but I, he's he's in and out of the side at the moment, not really uh, hitting the hitting the ground running. So so it's not that many players, but but you could easily see see there might be some teams out there with um with four, three or four of those so in, in there. So, you know, so especially when you yeah. consider Chelsea have got you know you've got the Chelsea goalkeeper Mendy as well. Um, so yeah, I do think it's worth starting to keep a. Keep it in the back of your mind, because um, um, yeah, you could end, if you end up with four um, come in December and you've got no transfers left, you're going to be. It could be four or five games where they don't play. Yeah. Any other? What do you guys think? I think you've you've nailed that there. I think uh, you don't want to be you don't want to be caught short having uh, Salah money double up with Mares behind and Mendy in your goal. Yeah. It's worth mentioning Arsenal as well because Fergie said they had good fixtures. Don't forget that Aubameyang and Pepe as well um, 
well, going away with the for the African Cup as well. So if you're going to punt on those, that's another transfer you're going to have to make probably. Yeah. Good shout. Excellent. I think you've covered that. Covered that there. I don't think we we need to uh, touch any more on that. But yeah, just keep it in the back of your mind. Uh, obviously, planning planning towards them dates. Um, <laughs> another one. Uh, a great mystery with Dream Team. Can someone explain the price changes from Stephen Holt? <laughs> Ronaldo plays once, scores minus one point and goes down point three. Kane plays twice, scores zero points, goes down point two. Fulham plays twice, scores twenty points and only goes up point one. Havertz plays twice, scores eleven points and goes up point three. It doesn't make much sense, does it? There's obviously some algorithm they've got. Uh, they're not keen to share it. <laughs> they never really give you the, the information, but we don't know whether it works off the first game they played that week or whether it just it's off their last game. Because uh, we've had a, a few things where was it Antonio who got a red card and then played got a red card at the weekend, played in the midweek game, and he actually went up in price because he scored yeah. in the midweek game, which was a strange one. But if Fergie, we've had John for, for like the last month. Have you come to like light of any? For any reasons they do what they do? No, I think you know, you know, as you said, they've always got some algorithm with some waiting on it, which we don't know what it is. Um, I think we know each week roughly, you know, um, mm-hmm. whether planes going up or down. I would, I would yeah. say, and it's generally the trend is right. So what I tend to do is I don't try and predict how much. I just know roughly. You know, if you just look now at Reese James. This week, you would guess he'd be going up 0.3 yeah. on Thursday, regardless yeah. of how they do in Europe. But if he only, you know, if he only goes up 0.1 or 0.2, then it's just what it is. So, uh, yeah, I would just, I would just yeah. go with you. Think a player's going up or down when making a decision, because obviously, if you've got the exact money, for example, um, you know, you know to make the transfer or not, uh, and you also know whether to make a transfer before. Uh, before the deadline or after, or I wouldn't try and predict. It's just, you know, they've obviously got some uh, weird algorithm with their own weightings. Yeah. It might not even be an algorithm. They might just sit down yeah. and go. <laughs> they might have a, have a little, little round yeah. table um, and go, oh, he's, he's well-owned. We'll, we'll, we won't put him down too much or, you know, it could be, it could be like that. <laughs> we don't know if ownership is part, you know, is even... Even part of the algorithm, you know, you'd no, yeah. you'd hope it wouldn't be, but you never know, do you? Yeah. Right, David Dunkley. He's put his team up, uh, so I'll get that up on screen for you, uh, for the YouTube viewers. Um, he's got zero point two million in the bank. Lukaku, with Lukaku out until after the international break, so he's pretty sure he seems certain he's out. He might not be, but. Uh, I need to make the move next week along with Torres. A bit stuck on options. He's thinking Leicester have okay fixtures. Vardian, Madison or Tielemans. Or I could go 4-4-2 with KDB or Foden and a cheaper mid. Ben, we'll jump over to you, mate. Uh, he's saying uh, basically Leicester have good fixtures. What, what, what do you think of that, that mate? <laughs> well, before the Arsenal game, I would have said, yeah, they're doing all right. Yeah. But... Um, Last yesterday they played all right. They just couldn't get the ball in the net. Ramsdale had a blinder. I yeah. seen the XG for the game and it was one point ninety six for Leicester. So they nearly they should have scored nearly two goals. 
So they didn't do too bad, really. They played all right, but they just couldn't get the ball in there. Did you see the game? I didn't, mate, no. Ramsdale was unbelievable. He saved, saved the Madison free kick. Tipped it onto the crossbar. Come down. Johnny Evans come and followed it in. He hit the post. <laughs> come off his back and then span along the line and then someone cleared it. <laughs> Michael said it was one of the best saves he'd ever seen. Which Did one? See Kasper or... Kasper's Kasper. Michael said. Yeah. I remember Ramsdale's save was one of the best he'd ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Le- Leicester's got... Leeds on Sunday, if and then obviously Chelsea, Legia, Watford, Southampton, Aston Villa, Napoli. It's all right, but I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't bring in any Leicester players. I've, I've go more the uh, Foden or KDB way. Um, uh, he's already got silver in there, hasn't he? So it's hard to predict even who's gonna who's gonna start, isn't it? Like, yeah. with all, you know, all, all their options, and I like. I saw the the Telemans has scored has scored a lot of points. Well, you know, obviously wonderful player, but he's, yeah. he has got his habit of smashing in like twenty yard boomers into top corner, which are probably probably unsustainable and kind of long term <laughs> yeah. and stuff. You know, he's, he's an incredible player, but yeah, I'm not really sure as anyone. I saw Bertrand move to minus eight points for the season, which is quite impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe I, I can't believe I started the season with him. That was one of the worst <laughs> worst things I could have ever done. It was disaster. <laughs> Easy on the team reveal, the team reveal video that we did then. Bertrand at left back, minus yeah. eight. Oh. I mean, look at his team there. If if he's going to want to go KDB or Ford, and he's going to with with the money, obviously he's going to have to take Lukaku or Ronaldo out. Mm. Obviously, you don't touch Salah. Um, so it really, really depends. I mean, if Lukaku's back next week, you just leave him in. He's gonna have to find a cheapie. Uh, what price Torres is at yet? I'm not too sure. What, don't know what price Torres is at. Looking at it quickly. Uh, where are you, Torres? They're three point seven million. So you'd have three point nine to play with. Um. Don't get a lot for that in the midfield. There, there aren't there aren't a raft of good options, cheap options. He's already got two of the two of the good ones. Um, yeah, I think he's going to need to move some of the funds from up front into his midfield. Yeah, um, maybe go four four two. Um, I if I had to get rid of one of those players up front, I would I would get rid of Ronaldo. Prop well, just obviously keep an eye on the injury news, but. Longer term, I think Ronaldo, uh, sorry, Lukaku is better option than, than Ronaldo. Certainly, certainly until December, uh, it might yeah. it might flip then. But you could flip between those two, depending on fixtures. Um, but there's 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 not enough money in that midfield to be to to move stuff around, is there? It's too, it's not a, not got the balance really. You always go back to a, a Fergie's Fergie's tip from earlier, Mora, two point eight. Bring him in. For, uh, I say, I say a tip. It was more of a if, well, if you're desperate for a player yeah, around that yeah, around that price. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't want to stick your name to that, Fergie. <laughs> <I> <laughs> think, people attacking us. I think the move was. I think the move was to do Lukaku to have it uh, last week, the week before, whenever you know it, 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 it has to be really quick. Obviously, probably kind of yeah. missed the boat on that now because Havertz only have a couple of games left. But I think that was the move. Um, but you know, when he, yeah. If Kane drops this week, 
and Ronaldo rises, which could happen if Kane yeah. doesn't play Thursday. You could even do Ronaldo to Kane, which will get you a bit of cash. That'll get you like 0.5 maybe or something. And then that yeah. move's done and in the bank potentially and maybe then use that to upgrade. I don't know. You might be able to get to Grealish then. Yeah, agree. Yeah, you don't want to be muddling around making short-term things. But obviously that, that move from Ronaldo to Kane is a very, very, very nice long-term move as yeah. well as getting you a bit of cash to kind of... Yeah, open to open. Here as well. Sanchez looks to be a problem as well. He's he's two point two. He'll likely go down again this week. I think. I just look because I thought I thought he was higher. Are <coughs> you going to say go Sanchez to Edison? But there's you know there's going to be a million difference there still. Yeah, um, I think he's he's starting to become a bit stuck. Sanchez, if he keeps dropping in price, the the fixtures are okay after this week. Um, but again, they only play once a week. But they're home to Newcastle, and they got. Uh, Villa, Leeds, West Ham, Southampton. So they do improve, but yeah. you don't really want to be stuck on him for the season, do you? No. Especially not when Ederson's so cheap. This is it. You want to be yeah. trying to get hold of him somehow. Definitely. Yeah. That that like that's a massive upgrade. In in terms of a million, in terms of just yeah. one million, going Sanchez to Ederson is probably a it's probably a priority, I think, you know, for anyone who still holds Sanchez, uh, Ben. Uh, yeah. You there, Ben? <laughs> yeah. Nightmare. Son just come in the room there. Just had to get rid of him. <laughs> He's like, out. can I can I talk to him? Can I talk to them? <laughs> no, I always I'm... think as well, the thing with having like a cheap defender or poor defender or whatever is they're just massively prone to minus points. Whereas even having this is why I haven't been massive thick, you know, I haven't put um Adama as a massive priority out. Because you know, if he sits there and scores nothing, it's it's not the end of the world, right? Whereas having my United players, for example, in this last month, he's basically scoring <laughs> yeah. minuses every game, isn't he? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so I think I think a a transfer for a keeper or a defender is probably more of a priority for me than a midfielder because of those minus points. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. FPL Lion C Tops, Connor Tobin. Four out of ten of his teams are doing well. But my family friend's mini league team is only on five hundred and twelve points. The leader's on six or three, so he's playing a bit of catch up. He has so many fires again to put out this month. What are the best teams players to target for November, December? Great podcast. That second one we had today. Cheers. Appreciate it. Um James. Well, I think we've covered it to a degree, but obviously um uh, United in December. Um if you haven't got Chelsea back line, get them in. Um, I still think Man City are a, a good option, particularly in the midfield. That they're probably going to provide them the biggest points totals for midfielders come the end of the season. They usually do. Um, I don't know what anything. Have I missed anything? City's fixtures are lovely in December, aren't they? Watford, Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle. Leicester, Brentford. It's not not a bad December. You may just want to go for a risk, go for a Kane and Son double up up front. You'll either fly up or fly down. But uh, you know, if you yeah. were to take that risk, you could be laughing. Yeah, it paid off for quite a lot of people last year. Yeah, um, definitely. definitely. I'm definitely doing it one. You know, in uh, a couple of my teams, I think. I mean, one or two of my teams, underperforming yeah. ones, maybe. You know, to try and uh, and boost them up. Ben's just had to fly, um, had some uh, family issues. So we're down to us three, me, James and Fergie. 
Anyway, only a few questions left. Uh, one for you here, James. Samuel Howarth. When a normal dog sees a police dog, does it think, oh, shit, it's a cop? <laughs> yeah, we're getting some good ones recently, aren't we? <laughs> um, not been on, has he? No, Samuel, I think it just sees another bum to sniff. <laughs> that's what they're interested in, isn't it, dogs? You know, it's like, he, he's not going inside a police dog. He's going, oh, there's a bum. There you have it. Right, onwards. Gary Jones has been on. Looking at both Ariola's season points with Edison's price, would you prefer to jump on Edison at 3.2, set and forget, or is it going for an ultra cheap keeper worth it to get to the other premium options? Fergie. That's going to be Edison for me. You know, Ariola, um, I, th- I think in early December, obviously West Ham won't, won't have any European fixtures for yeah. a couple of months then. Edison is likely, you know, I'd, I expect I'll give Stefan maybe an odd game here and there, but. You know, but generally speaking, he's you know, he plays ninety five percent of the games. Best defence statistically in the league, bound to keep loads of clean sheets. Um an incredible price. I'm even tempted, you know, if Mendy goes up this week and Edison goes down, you could have Mendy at like four point eight, for example, and Edison yeah. at like two point nine or three. That's a <laughs> massive saving. You know, if you're desperate Crazy. for funds, it's like a two million saving. I can see, you know, obviously in terms of the points. You can see why, but obviously, you know, we need to look forward and not back. And you just think, you know, if you're desperate for money, that's, you know, I think if you think from now to the end of the season, that's, that is genuinely a, you know, a like for like sort of a pig, isn't it? So, um, yeah. yeah, Edison for me all day. Yeah. And me, James? Absolutely. I mean, if you look at Ariola's points, um, 30, you got 37, 39 points. They came from four games, two in the League Cup. And two in Europa League, is the top cup cup competitions are going to get stiffer going forwards, and you don't play in the league. So, and there's no like Fergie said, there's no there's no Europe Europa fixtures over Christmas. So, um, yeah, you're yeah. going to be struggling if you keep him in um, or bring him in. So, I, I wouldn't be recommend in Ariola. I would go Edison if you really had to put. Can't do it, then I think Sanchez or Guaita are um, better options than uh, than Ariola, um, and they're they're around the same. They're about two million each. But yeah, if you can get Edison's the way to go, definitely. Yeah, you've never seen this cheap again. I wouldn't think. No, and their fixture run is just absolutely incredible. After United on the weekend, it's just a sea of a sea of green to like. The end of December going into into January, yeah. and, and even then, even then they're still pretty decent. They the only hard teams they that they play in the next like twenty matches. Um, they got like Leicester at home on Boxing Day and Chelsea at home on the fifteenth of Jan. Champions League games, obviously, but other than that, you'd expect them to keep a lot of clean sheets in that time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's literally set and forget. You wouldn't have to worry about your keeper again all season. No, you wouldn't. Uh, get Edison in, mate. Um, Connor, thoughts on the four four two as a genuine option, James? Well, I, I think um, it is a genuine option at the moment. With 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 Lukaku out, um, there aren't that many forwards doing uh, doing the business in the cheap to mid range. Um, things might, you know, think that might change 
going forwards. But right now, I think 442 is a good option. I did a little analysis of the top 20 players. Um, one is a goalkeeper, eight are defenders, four are midfielders, and six are strikers. Of those six strikers, four of them play in Europe. Um, just uh, Harry Kane, Ronaldo, Antonio, and Mane. Um, as the, and they're the top point scorers at the moment. Um, the other two players in the top six, in those six strikers there, are uh, Aubameyang and uh, Tony. And you probably wouldn't want to bring them in necessarily. So um, I think... Not Salah. Hmm? You didn't mention Salah then. That's because he's a given. I should have mentioned him. <laughs> yeah, just like he's, he's in everybody's team and everyone should know. <laughs> so so the, the point I'm trying to make is, yeah. yes, there's not many striking options. Well, there are, but they're expensive. So, yeah. um, yeah, and if you, if you want, if you go with Salah, Lukaku and Ronaldo up front, you know, you, you're not going to have many funds to fill the rest of the team. So I certainly think 4-4-2 is, is, a, is an option, particularly with Lukaku being out at the moment. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I think with the two in in December, I think my two of choice would be Salah and Kane. You know, obviously they are you know very expensive, and Ronaldo goes on a really good run about halfway through the month. You know, you know for long, you know, for long periods. I think Lukaku's now only five point eight, and I personally, I know he hasn't been on form, but I think I, I know De Bruyne is like no, you know, zero point one less or whatever, but. I do think it's viable, but I do think Lukaku at five point eight looks a very enticing prospect. Again, he's the kind of player, Chelsea, the kind of team that can just turn it on, you know, at yeah. any point. And you, you know, and you don't want to not be on Lukaku when he when he does go on a run of, of scoring. Um, yeah, I I think it's viable in terms of you know I think definitely Salah and Kane, but I. I do think Lukaku at his price. If Lukaku was maybe seven million plus, mm. I think there's an argument to save funds. But I'm not ex- really sure how much you're actually saving when you look at Lukaku's price against some of the others. So I, I probably just jump back personally on you know on Lukaku and try and get ahead of others who wait. And same for Kane, really. Um, you know, you, I think you're going to see a lot of, of hes- hesitancy on those two, but in those times because they play twice in a week all the time. Yeah. You could be sixteen, twenty-four points down in that time. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have answered the question there specifically, but um, no, yeah, it, I think for me, I'd four, four, uh, four, three, three. Uh, the midfield options aren't really there. And what you're saying about obviously having all the three big hitters of you, like Kane, Salah, Ronaldo. Uh, with the th- three big price tags there, you're going to struggle probably to get your Chelsea back line in and stuff. Yeah. So then it does make it more of an option there to drop one of them out, maybe Ronaldo. But for me, 4 3 3, just given there's a bit of a lack of option in midfield, I, I only see City midfielders now like uh, Ford mm-hmm. and De Bruyne, Grealish, who's just ticking along. Um, but yeah, if you sometimes if you, if you want that Chelsea block, especially four of them and Mendy, because um, they're just going up in price every single week now, so you are going to struggle. So four four two is an option for that. Dropping one of your big hitters out, and I mean Reece James scores more than half of these strikers anyway. So 
does. He's on 90 points now. He's the second highest scoring player in Dream Team. Unreal. <laughs> I think he's it, 20 ahead of Kane now. I think it's probably worth just like mention as well at this point. Obviously, last, I think it was February and March, um, there was a lot of kind of uh, talk on, you know, on Twitter and on this pod, you know, and, and you know, and kind of everywhere how it's, how it's a boring game. You know, everyone's just full of Man City and, and la, yeah. la, la. But we didn't jump onto Man City till January. So I think it probably just is worth pointing out that, you know, there's, there's still lots of gains to oh, be yeah. made. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Because that, that was the chat. But if you remember at this period, almost in October, right? Yeah. Um, City were awful in November and December. It wasn't until January that they went on that run and then all of a sudden the game became boring and, you know, oh, it's, it's obvious. It's not obvious. <laughs> it's not obvious yeah. until you, you know, you've got to have the, uh, I don't know, I suppose you've got to have the foresight to be able to jump on players before they score their points. That's it. Um, rather that's than where the risk comes say in. it's obvious. And it is risk. It is yeah. risk. But you know, I think it's a lot of options that are, I've got very, very low ownership. If you jump on them quickly in advance, you know, you really steal a match, both in terms of points, but also in terms of value, which is, I like, I wasn't that keen before on the aggressive nature of the points increase, increases and decreases in this game. But, you know, I've actually learned to really enjoy it because it, yeah. it, it keeps you on your toes. And if you, like I say, if you, if you take a risk, you can be really handsomely rewarded, can't you? Mm. Definitely. It's a good point. Definitely. James, you've stuck a question there at bottom. I think we might have gone over it a little bit. Uh, thoughts on Laporte? Will Stones play his way back into the side? Um, yeah, I think we covered that. I, Yeah, it was interesting to have a sort of ch- chat about it. I mean, like yeah. Fergie said, if it's only one game, will that change the strategy? Probably not. Um, but keep it up, just keep an eye on it, I suppose. Yeah, well, um, I do did Stones do much wrong to lose his place? Don't remember him uh, making too many errors. I think he had a good year last year. It's funny how Pep seems to have have his favourites each season, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. Look at Sterling. He was yeah. He was um, the the, the go to man. Now he's now he's on the bench for a year. I I would not be surprised if Stern, if assuming he stays and then gets sold or throws toys out the pram, it'd be the main man next year. It just seems <laughs> yeah. to go like that, doesn't it, with Pep? Yeah, it is strange. Mm. Strange. You could never, never second guess him, really. But look at Bernardo Silva as well, another case in point, you know. Yeah. Um, it, he's looked amazing this year. Yeah, yeah. very good example. <clears throat> right, so the Dream, Te- Dream Team Tonic Cash Mini League. Um, obviously, this week is Game Week 10, so it's 50 quid to the top, uh, top point scorer this week. So that'll be sorted Thursday, Friday when the game week ends. Um, so let's have a run through the top 10, James. Yeah, sure. So in 10th place, we've got um, Andrew Barnett. In 9th, we've got Paul Kinman. 8th, Heath, Heath Robson. 7th, Niles Koopman. 6th, Connor Storey. 5th, Alex Cole. 4th, John Perrow. Third, Henry Cartridge. Second, Dan Sherwood. And at the top, Jonathan Perrault. Still there. Still mm, there. Still there. In second there, Dan Sherwood, who's, who's had a very good week. Yeah, 65, 65 points, points this week. Yeah, that's bloody good score. I think he is actually currently at top of the week standing. So he's in line to win the 50. But there's a long way to go 
um, as we know, a lot can change over the European weekend. The differential league that we ran through last week, um, I'll, I'll get that updated on Twitter, um, posted out. Um, we'll get our selections made this week um, before before the next round of games next weekend. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll get them posted out on Twitter. And we'll have a run through it next week on the pod, so we're aware. But I think the community are still out in front. They get the first pick every week. Um, James, are you, you going to be last pick again, aren't you? I've got a feeling I'm going to be last pick again, but but you guys are catching up now, though, given that yeah. I have been last. I, I think I got Rob, I picked Robertson, didn't I? He's not done particularly well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, still last, I think, but only just. Yeah. We'll get them sorted. Um, we are on, what are we on? 976, 74 subscribers. The 26 subscribers off the 1,000. Um, if anyone's listening to this on YouTube and you've not clicked subscribe yet, because there's quite a lot of you, there's a big percentage of unsubscribed listeners every week. If you could just click that subscribe button, it'd be much appreciated. It goes to that magic 1,000 mark. Uh, when we do it, the 1,000 magic mark, there'll be our third... Um, Third giveaway via shirt loot box. Uh, we've already given two shirts away. Um, so get involved in that. Uh, get, win yourself a nice a nice free shirt. If you've got any suggestions, uh, anything you'd like adding into the pod or anything you think that would be interesting or helpful for us to cover, uh, if you want to drop a comment below on the YouTube video, just drop me a DM uh, at Dream Team Tonic on Twitter. Uh, we're open to suggestions. We want, we want to uh, shape the pod to, um, to everyone's taste. So, anything else, add chaps? Just one thing. Um, I I put out. We mentioned it last week. Um, I I asked people to contribute to any um, Dream Team Android app, um, iOS, Apple, and uh, desktop improvements or bug fixes they would like to see. Thanks to I've only had a couple of responses, so thanks to those guys. Um, I will be sending it soon, so I'll give it another week. But um, if anyone's got any bugbears or anything they want to get fixed or uh, any improvements they'd like to see, please do get in contact with me, and I'll uh, I'll add that to the to my list. Yeah, that bloody group on ad. Oh. Honestly. That's ridiculous. Uh, someone come out singing opera. I <laughs> on, on early's last week, and it's, what, half five in the morning, sat up in bed, like, trying to get gather my thoughts. Anyway, I thought I'd just check my teams, clicked it on, walked the house up, some opera guy singing some crap. Just, uh, that's, it's, it's, it's just every time you click on click on a, what, a league or whatever, that's that's my big, it's doing me head in those. Yeah, they can get rid of that. I mean, you understand, don't you? I think we, we touched on it. They need to, obviously, if they're going to monetize, they need to earn a bit of money from somewhere, from advertising and other stuff, but it's pissing aggressive, that is. Well, it's too aggressive. And, and, and showing the same ad every time it's just going to annoy people and put them off it is <laughs> it's exactly the same one yeah but yeah yeah good work james cheers for coming on fergie we appreciate every month no worries at all thank you for having me on i suppose uh only advice next month is uh don't go spunking all your november transfers for the international break <laughs> definitely Definitely. Uh, I don't want to all of them if you can, because, uh, you know, it's a long period now between November and New Year's. A lot of footballs we played, and every transfer is going to be so precious. Yeah. But definitely. thank you guys for having me on, as usual. Really, really enjoyed it. Really all good right. crap. No, cheers, Bob. Cheers, mate. It's been good to have you, as always. Cheers, buddy. Yep. Cheers, guys. See you later.